Episode 19, the Photon Podcast. Kilo Bravo 6, November Uniform, Dan. We're going to talk about his no-nonsense study guides, CW, and lots more coming up. AmateurRadio15.com presents Photon, the other ham radio podcast. Sponsored by Main Trading Company. Find them online at mtcradio.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. It is episode number 19 of the Photon Podcast, and I'm your host, Kale Kilo 4 Charlie Delta November. Thank you so much for tuning in to the other Ham Radio Podcast. Got a great show lined up for you coming up. We've got Dan, Kilo Bravo 6 November uniform, and he's the guy who produces those amazing no-nonsense study guides. We're going to break those down and talk about that along with some really great stuff. But first, that's right, we got to talk about our friends in Paris, Texas. Richard and Christy Lenore, they own and operate the main trading company. They are the official show sponsor here at the Other Ham Radio Podcast. Richard and Chris, you're doing it great, and you need to give them a chance if you're needing some gear, whether it's new or pre-owned gear. They more than likely have what you need or can get their hands on it. You can find them online at mtcradio.com. Again, it's Mary Tango Charlie radio.com. mtcradio.com. Check them out. You will not be disappointed with the prices and most especially their service. Now, we've got a call coming up with Dan. Dan's call is Kilo Bravo 6, November uniform. Dan, he currently resides in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he has spent quite a bit of time in amateur radio, and he's providing a great service for the amateur community through his no-nonsense study guides. All right, we want to welcome to the show uh, Dan KB6NU, Kilo Bravo 6, November uniform. Dan, will you please pronounce your last name for me? Uh, my name is Romanchik. Romanchik. I would have never gotten right. that right. Yeah, that's Sorry. all right. <laughs> so you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Dan, um, Dan Hills from Ann Arbor, Michigan, currently, right. and uh, he spends a lot of time uh, on the air, and he also does a lot of cool things for us in the hobby, like generate these awesome, no nonsense study guides. And Dan, that's how I kind of stumbled into your your blog, and uh, uh-huh. I heard you recently on the QSO Today podcast, which we'll link to in the show notes. You can go over there and check those guys out as well. But, uh, Dan, I, I want to talk to you about the, about the no-nonsense study guides because a lot of the forums that I participate on, and our listeners may not have any idea what we're talking about, but a lot of the forums I participate on, when someone comes in and says, hey, I want to be a ham, where do I go? You know, everybody just kind of vomits on them their idea of the best place to study, you know, this and that, X, Y, and Z. And uh, every single time I see a mention for your study guide. So can you kind of give us some ideas of your study guides? Oh sure. So, in fact, it's kind of an interesting story, and and I I can't claim that it, uh, the format of those study guides is even my idea. What what happened is I was at a um, uh, field day one time, and I was uh, sitting at the uh, PR booth, and uh, you know handing out literature, and this guy comes up, his call signs W8BBS, and uh, he says, uh, Dan, he says I got this study guide, and I want to get it in the hands of more people and then he says um, um you know i know i know you have this blog and uh this was 
a long time ago. So we're, the blog wasn't even as popular as it is now. But uh, uh, I looked it over and I said, yeah, this is pretty good. And I said, I'll, I'll post it on my uh, my blog for sure. And what he did was he took every question in the question pool, reworded it as a statement, and then grouped the the um, the statements so that they made sense. And then he added some text to uh, make it read like a study guide. And uh, um, he did it did a real nice job of it. Um, two years later, when uh, this, the question pool was being updated, or two or three years, I forget, he uh, I, I tried to get in touch with him again to you know update the study guide because it had gotten some downloads and all, and um, couldn't find him, couldn't get in touch with him. And uh, I said, well, geez, you know, it's, this would be a shame to just let it die. So I took it over and I started producing them, them after that. And then uh, after, uh, after the, uh, the next time the general class pool was uh, updated, I wrote one for the general class and then did one for the extra class, all with that same style, where I would take the questions in the question pool, reword them as statements, group the related questions, and then add text wherever to uh, make it all read better and, and explain things more. I, I've recently purchased the uh, the extra study guide. And thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after I heard you on the other program, I thought to myself, "Hey, that sounds like it would be a great way to study." So I, I you know, I purchased it. I downloaded it to my Kindle, or it's a fake Kindle, but anyway, so it's a reader. And yeah. uh, I've started going through it. So I'm reading it, and you immediately open with math. And <laughs> I'm the world's worst math- mathematician. And I thought to myself, boy, this is this is going to be a lot harder than I'd anticipated. Um, just because math and I do not get along very well. But mm. if I'm re- explain to me, if I'm reading it correctly, the text that is just regular print is text that is explaining what's coming up in bold print and the bold print is the actual material from the test is that a correct assumption well no so okay. so here's the way to read the, read the study guides the um the what's in bold is the actual correct answer okay and and the text around it is the question again changed to read as a statement okay i got you so so you know some question might be uh you know what is uh the critical angle and and uh, the answer might be well the critical angle is the angle at which uh, 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 radio waves bounce off the ionosphere. Well, I, I would take that question and the answer and change it to read the critical angle is the angle at which radio waves b- bounce off the ionosphere, and and the 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 answer would be in bold the the angle at which radio waves bounce off the ionosphere. Okay. Okay. Well, that so, makes so, sense. Yeah. It's it's That's a really nice question. Guide. That's actually a question from the general class test, and it stuck in my mind because I'm updating the general class yeah. study guide just now. And you've you've got uh, you got the technician coming up. Is it or is it general? Which one re- re- resets in July? It's that's the general class. Okay, the general technician class. happened last year. Okay, good. I'm covered with my wife then. I want to throw this on her and just see what happens because I really like the way that's working out, guys. Uh, D- Dan. Is producing a study guide that you can purchase from his website, and it's it's his call sign, it's his blog. It's Kilo Bravo Six November Uniform. Is that correct? Right. All right. I don't have it written down. I'm I'm doing this out of my memory, so if I stumble, <laughs> it's okay. You can go to his you can go to his website, his blog, which is also known as the most popular ham blog on the internet, if I'm not mistaken. Well, 
Well, here's what here's my my joke about that. I I often claim it's the number one rated ham radio blog because when you type in ham radio blog or amateur radio blog into Google, I most often come up number one. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, so, if you're so on number one on Google, yeah, if you're on Google number one, you're you're doing okay. So you, yeah, you, I can't claim I'm number one red though. So. Yeah, you, you've uh, you've got the optimization rolling. That's awesome, man. Well, again, thank you for being on the program. The the study guide, I believe, is is something that um, we have a lot of new guys coming in, and and you and I talked about that just a little bit with email. And uh, we have some folks who are listening as well who are considering the hobby. So we like to try to talk to those guys too. So when yep. you're when you're looking for something to study. You've got the ARRL manual. You've got Gordon's book. You've got uh, Ham Test Online. You've got Ham Test Exam, HamExam.org. There's so many things you can do. A lot of people want something that they can hold and read. Other people want to do it online. Dan, with your with your extra study guide, what I decided to do was to download it to the reader, and I've got I could you know have it on my phone. I've got it on my reader and the laptop there if I wanted it as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of in the middle. And uh, if you read the reviews and if you hear people that have used it express themselves, and, and I have, folks, I'm speaking from experience. There's a lot of people I talk to that are very happy with what Dan is producing. So if you're looking to study for tech, if you're looking for an upgrade in the general or even an extra upgrade like I need to get taken care of, you want to check that out. Dan, tell us a little bit about, and we'll come back to the study guys in just a couple of minutes, but tell us a little bit about your uh, introduction into amateur radio, how you became involved in amateur radio. Oh, that's a long time ago. So so my grandparents had a uh, old Philco radio in their basement, one of these big old console radios, mm-hmm. and um, had a shortwave band on it. And I started listening to the shortwave band, and uh, uh, that just hooked me on radio. You know, the fact that you could hear... You know, radio stations from London and from Russia and China, and it just that was just amazing to me. So it took me a while to actually get a get a ham ticket after that, uh, uh, mainly because there weren't any ham radio operators in my neighborhood. At least I I couldn't see their antennas. And uh, at that time, uh, you had to have the novice class exam given to you by an already licensed radio amateur. So it took me a while to actually find somebody to give me the novice test, but. Uh, uh, in the meantime, I taught myself Morse code by listening to shortwave radio, and uh, so I was really I was ready to go when I finally found the guy to give me the test. Fantastic! How old were you? Uh, well, when I first started listening to the radio, probably about ten or eleven, and uh, sixteen by the when I finally got my uh, my license. I hear you. Well, that's uh, sixteen. I had a, a very great interest in radio and whatnot, but. Uh, I was chasing women with very loud speakers in my vehicle. (laughs) I was an employee at Radio Shack and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Um, And I had amateurs come in all the time. And, and of course, working at Radio Shack, they assume, you know, that you're a geek or a nerd or whatever the term to use is. And and those guys would try their best to talk me into it. And I I dabbled here and there and looked, but it was the code that always just kind of ran me off. You know, I was 16, I was 17, 18 years old, too busy to think about that. Sure. Trying to figure out if I'm going to go to college. If so, I, I, I stayed away for a long time. Actually, uh, in about '97, '98, I, I bought a Tech No Code guide from Radio Shack, and and read that a little bit. And never took the test. Four study guides later. That tells you how many years passed, right? 
Yeah. Uh, my wife, the it came in from Amazon, and my wife said, "What are you doing? Are you bought another one of these? <laughs> You'll never take this." And that's that's all it took. Well, she <laughs> she threatened me, and I was like, "Oh, it's on now. I'm taking it." So I finally took the test. But uh, well, you know, I I get a lot of that actually, and you know, I teach classes, and I get a lot. Of, I, I hear that story fairly frequently. That's why, like like in my classes, I teach the I teach a one day class. And, uh, you know, sometimes we jokingly refer to it as a ham-cram class because we're just, <laughs> really just cramming answers in the people. But, um, but I mean, that's it was made to address that issue. You know, don't, don't let people sort of off the hook. Get, get, them, get them into a class. Do it right then. Get them their license right then. You know, rather than oh yeah, it's, you know, study this thing for a while and take eight eight or ten weeks of classes and you know that just that just doesn't work out. That's not that's not way it, where it is in today's uh, environment. Everybody's busy, you know. But if you can do it in a day, if they can if they can give me a day, then I can get them a license and then they can take that license and do what they want with it. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know that's that that, that they've taken that first step already. Dan, it seems to me that while the tech class, the the tech book was great, and the you know studying for general was fine, and learning what I did learn there, um, I've learned so much more with a, with my Elmers and participating with someone else on the air. Yeah, far more than I've something. ever learned. Yeah, yeah. This is a, to me, it's kind of like on job training, and you know, I know people poo poo that or whatever, but. To, it's it's for me that's how it's worked i've learned more doing than i've ever learned in a book regarding amateur radio absolutely absolutely you know i get criticized all the time for running these one-day classes and you know my, my my comeback on that is that okay say you have a regular more traditional kind of class say you've got eight or ten weeks you've got two hours a session right mm-hmm. uh, 16 to 20 hours total instruction time well, I'm giving them six hours of instruction, so you know it's ten, twelve hours less maybe than a traditional class. How much more can they actually teach in those additional ten <laughs> to twelve hours? You know, not a whole lot more. Yeah. Okay, not a whole lot more. So, so you know, I think people learn learn more by doing, and if they got if they have the license, they can learn by doing more so than sitting in a class, yeah. listen to some guy drone on about SWR or something, you know. What what kind of results do you have with your one day class? Um, I would say about eighty five percent. I used to say ninety percent, but I can't. I don't think I can claim quite claim quite ninety percent. And and it, it, it kind of aggravates me a little bit because I, I what I tell people is they they really have to read the study guide a little bit before they come to class. Mm-hmm. And the ones that fail are almost inevitably the ones that haven't even cracked the book open. You can tell they haven't studied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, they, they'll tell me that, oh, yeah, I meant to get around to it or, you know, whatever, you know. And, and that's that's okay. I mean, they, they sometimes you can't get to it. But uh, I, I just wish they would have done it a little bit because it would have made my numbers look better. <laughs> <laughs> although, I, although I must say that we had a class – Two weeks ago, and I and all eighteen passed, so I did have a hundred percent my last one. So fantastic! Hey, yeah. how uh, how have you? Uh, what's the best way to word the question? How have you observed the hobby? It appears to be growing at every level. Uh, as an instructor, as someone who produces materials, uh, you, you've got a very active blog. Is, is that a correct assumption? 
are we growing the hobby? Are we doing it right? Or could we but, do things better? Oh, you always can do things better, right? But but I think you know I think that uh, in general, I mean you, the numbers the numbers tell the story, right? There's more licensed radio amateurs now than ever before, and uh, you know when I was a kid, the the, the number passed around was about two hundred and fifty thousand, right? Mm. So now we're over seven hundred thousand. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you there's you know there's a lot of people out there that are doing ham radio. I think what they're not doing maybe is more of the traditional stuff like operating. Uh, on the HF bands and and you know making sideband contacts and stuff like that, but uh, you know there's so many forms of amateur radio now that uh, I don't think that you know the level of activity on 40 meter CW is a good indication of the health of the hobby. I got you. So. So and I say this, and I say that as a as a forty meter CW. Operator. Yeah, I was getting ready to go there. I was getting ready to go there. You you are a a self self professed CW geek, and uh, yeah. you've actually written a book about it here recently. Yeah. In addition to your study guides, and I've downloaded that as well. Tell us a little bit about that book. Tell us the title. We can find it on Amazon, I believe. And uh, yeah, Amazon and on my website. All right, tell us about um, the book. Okay, so now that now that the code is no longer a requirement. People get their license, and there, and there's, but there's still a mystique about Morse code, or, or maybe there is a mystique now because it's not a requirement. So, so I've I've uh, always had people, you know, um, uh, ask me, you know, about learning Morse code and all that stuff, and and not only learning Morse code, then what do they do after they've learned it? And there's some books out about it already, but I, but again, just like my study guides are, are sort of stripped down. This this book is sort of stripped down. I, in fact, I almost called it the No Nonsense Guide to CW, <laughs> but uh, but but because because you know I just I just lay it out there. I, you know, some of these books they'll tell you the history of Morse code and give you uh, you know in the appendix there'll be. Uh, uh, appendices that that list the Japanese Morse code characters and the Russian Morse. Well, I don't have any of that in this book. It's just, hey, here, here's some ways to learn it. Here's what you do when you get on the air. Here's some tips about choosing a paddle or choosing a key. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's a paddle or a straight key, and it's the no nonsense guide to CW. And um, if if people like my study guides, I think that you know, the approach I take in my study guides, they'll like the approach I take to CW in this book. I, I've started reading it. it it's, it's hilarious because this kind of, uh, you know, listening to a podcast six months from now, this isn't going to make any sense. But just last week, I uh, I spent some time in the vehicle, in the truck. Yeah. And that's when I, I get to listen to my podcast, when I'm by myself either at the, at the dishwasher, at the... Uh, breakfast you know preparing breakfast for the kids or traversing from my country home which is way down in the sticks into the city which is about a 30 minute ride so i listened to your program as i was going to interview my 95 year old elmer world war ii veteran cw guys and awesome i cannot wait to get the show aired but i was what's what's his call sign uh, whiskey four november tango oscar w4nto I probably have worked them. If if you've been ever been close to forty or eighty, you've you've probably talked to him a few times. But Fritz is a great guy, and I was listening to your program as I was going up to his house. And you know, you're the the, the podcast, the uh, the QSO today. You're talking right. about CW and working CW, 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 and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is this is just timing. So I sit down with Fritz, and what did we talk about the entire time? Working CW, mm. and um, 
I came home and and then it was just a few days later. There's a new app released. Uh, how to study CW, and I purchased your book, and I'm reading about CW, and I thought to myself, how in the world do I have time? To, <laughs> I'm trying to podcast, homeschool, run a house, run a couple of businesses. Now I'm going to learn CW and study for extra at the same time. But you're right. There is a mystique about it, and, and although it kept me from the hobby for so long, now I have a a large – I enjoy digital modes, okay? Yeah. Uh, but the CW thing, it's just – it's like wow, and I want to learn it with my children. I've talked to my oldest. I've got two. I got three boys, two that are really close in age. We've talked about learning it, and I kind of sold it to them as an idea of this is a language that nobody else in the house will be able to speak. Mm-hmm. We'll be like spies, <laughs> you know. Now they're ready to learn. So uh, the book so far, what I've had a chance to take in, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, you guys should check it out. Again, it's uh, Kilo Bravo Six November Uniform. Is that yep. right? Yep. Yep. And you can go to uh, to Dan's site there. Dan, let's take a break for just a second. We're going to hear from Main Trading Company and be right back here on the Other Hand Radio Podcast, Photime. Visit mtcradio.com today. A great one-stop mom-and-pop shop for everything ham radio. Radios, antennas, power supplies, wire and cable, books and training materials, microphones, headsets, and accessories. Find popular brands like MFJ, Heil Sound, Jetstream, LDG, Alinko, Comet, Texas Bugcatcher, Radio Waves, and more. MTCRadio.com, an authorized Kenwood and Icom dealer. MTCRadio.com. Before we get back to Dan, I want to give a shout-out. i got a couple of shout-outs. Donald, Kilo, Charlie, Nine, Zulu, Mary, Yankee. Thank you for hitting the PayPal button and helping Photime stay on the air. Also, some new Twitter followers. Kilo, Delta, Eight, Sierra, Romeo, Foxtrot, November 5, Delta, Golf, Charlie, KP4 Radio from Puerto Rico, and Echo 73 Mary as well. Thank you all for following us along at Twitter. We're on Facebook, Google+, and all those things can be found on the website at itsfotime.com. Now, back to the call with Dan, Kilo Bravo 6, November Uniform. Well, we're back with Dan. And, I, Dan, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. It, it sounds like romance, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Romanchik? No, 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 just romantic. Romantic. Right. Yeah. Well, in South Carolina, we butcher everything like that. Yeah. So I apologize. What, what I tell people, close enough. Close enough. Okay. Well, and in ham and in ham radio, you got a call sign. You get my call sign right. Don't even worry about my last exactly. name. Exactly. And we know that it's Kilo Bravo Six November uniform, and you can find Dan online at kb6nu.com, and it's one of the more popular, maybe the most popular, according to Google. <laughs> ham radio blogs and it's full of all kind of stuff that you need to be reading if you're coming into the hobby if you've been here a while you're looking to upgrade dan is the one who produces the no nonsense guides to amateur radio whether it's tech general or the extra upgrade as well dan's also a very avid cw uh do we call you a cw geek or you may. Okay. Okay. That's what that's what I call myself. So that's in fact that's my that's my uh, email address. You know, cwgeek at kb6nu.com. It is. So, so of all the modes, Dan, of everything that's available to us amateurs, whether we're techs, novice, ad, ad, whatever, CW is your thing. Yeah, that's the, the mode I enjoy the most. Okay. Right. Do you uh, do you operate CW Mobile? 
No, and and one of the reasons why is I really don't drive that much. <laughs> I, I I work. No, seriously, I work from home, and uh, uh, I pr- I put less than probably less than five thousand miles on a car every year. Wow, you live close yeah. in town, I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah, and 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 in fact, uh, even even then, uh, I you know, Ann Arbor is a college town, very walkable, mm. and uh, lots of times I just walk places rather than even than drive. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, so, I, I, and to be honest, I don't even have like a two meter radio in my car because I'm not in the car enough. <laughs> he doesn't have a cell phone either, folks. Yeah, right. That's another thing. <laughs> I found that out earlier today. I was like, just text me, and he said, I don't have a phone. <laughs> hey, man, hang on as long as you can, you know. If but I'll t- if it weren't for the phone, we couldn't yeah. have this conversation. Now I'm in the I'm in my shack, which is in my barn, about seventy five hundred yards from the house, up on the hill. There's mm. nothing up here. And we don't have any wired internet connection anywhere in this vicinity, so I'm actually using the data on the phone to to get into Skype tonight. But ah, that's okay. neither here nor there. It works good for that. Yeah. And uh, but I want to talk to you about. Uh, we talked for just a few minutes about your CW Geeks Guide to Having Fun with Morse Code, and yeah. you've also written published another book that's available as well on the uh, KB6NU Ham Blog and available on Amazon, and it's called. 21, 21 things to do after you get your amateur radio license. Right. What are some What are some of the things that you touch on in your twenty one things to do after you get your license? Well, the the first thing is get on the air. You, you'd be surprised how many guys they'll get a license and then just not even get on the air or wait two or three or four months. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it's I, I, it's kind of beyond me, but but uh, that's the first thing. Then there's other things in there like go to a ham fest, mm-hmm. you know, see Very what's good. see what's you know what people bring to ham fests. Uh, join a club, uh, you know, find you you'll find people that have you know share your interests at clubs and, uh, uh, and you know maybe you'll meet the, the next best friend of your life there, you know, or and certainly your Elmer. I I don't know where you met your Elmer, but uh, my first Elmer I met at the Hazel Park Amateur Radio Club. Oh yeah, yeah. If it weren't for the local club, I mean, I would be an internet only kind of guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so th- those are the kinds of things that are in the uh, in the book. Fantastic. You know, we get a lot of questions here, Dan, and we've talked about it uh, during this program and off the air about new folks coming into the hobby, listening to the podcast, and, and having a lot of these same questions. Not that we don't mind answering them, folks. We want to answer your questions and try to connect you where you need to go. But this book is, and I've, I've read it. It's a great, it's a great read, especially for somebody who really don't know what to do. But Dan, you're right. There's so many people who buy a Chinese walkie-talkie, they get licensed, and they sit there scared to death to key the microphone, like it's going to bite them or something. And right. there's, you know, there's a hundred old guys in your town just dying for somebody to call for a, a signal check for a new ham so they can talk to somebody. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to have. You're going to have clubs in some areas that aren't any fun to be participating with. But at the same time, there's a lot of folks out there who will welcome you with very open arms. And you just have to say hi. And it's really that simple. And and the other thing I sometimes tell people, I used, I used to be the affiliated club coordinator for the state of Michigan. And, you know, I used to get comments from hams all the time. Oh, there's a bunch of old farts in this club or they didn't you know they didn't say boo to me when i went to the one of their meetings what i tell them is start your own club <laughs> find some find some other guys start your own club yeah 
Yeah, that's another thing that that uh, it's not that's not in my book, but but I mean that's something else they could do. Exactly. Don't don't, don't wait don't wait for the approval of the old guys. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, we just to, for instance, and, and I know some of the local guys listen here, and, and this is not good or bad. It's just what happened. There was some guys here locally who felt like they were being kind of shunned on the local two meter repeater, and mm-hmm. you know the newer guys. Um, who really didn't have a lot of experience, you know, maybe just technicians with some, some walkie talkies, they could get it in the repeater fine and talk, but they'd call and nobody would answer them. Or, you know, after the first five or six times they talked to somebody and they got the new war off of them, they just were kind of left alone. And then two buddies came on and wanted to talk about Bojangles and the conversation went between those guys for 30 minutes. And the, the new guy was just completely ignored. Mm. And, um, I said, there's a, there's a 440 repeater here in town. That's just marvelous. That's, a graveyard. And I said, why don't you just come over to the 440 machine and when you want to talk, throw your call out and there, you know, we'll just get some guys to come talk. And we've yep. got some females that are new and they're kind of afraid to talk to the, you know, the DX gods or something, you know, so <laughs> it, it, it may not even be that you need a new club. It could be that you can just find a, a space on a repeater or something that you and maybe a couple of like-minded friends could jump on and, and enjoy that particular space. Right. Absolutely. Tell us some things uh, from your time in the hobby uh, that we could do to improve ourselves as uh, clubs and members of the different ham radio organizations. Well, that's a good question. Um, I, well, I think as far as clubs go, I, I, I mean, the, the, whole, the whole trick is to be um, is try to be welcoming as possible to, to new people. You know, the, there's, there's, there's always going to be people that leave your club, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not bringing in new people, then then you're going to uh, that club's just going to go away. It's going to wither away and die. Um, so th- so that that's one thing. Then when you get those new people in, see what they're interested in, and see if you can't get them to uh, or, or share their interests somehow. Um, you know. Uh, uh, then the other thing is, as far as clubs go, make sure you have good programs. You know, I mean, if nobody's going to come to a club meeting, if all the club does is sit around and, I don't know, talk about 80, 80 meter nets or something, you know, it's, <laughs> you, you, know you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, like you got to, you know, you got to keep an eye on what's happening in ham radio and then, and then schedule programs to, uh, to do that. So, you know, all those, all those things kind of considered, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what I would do anyway. Have you ever done? Do you ever do any sort of uh, any local uh, with your with your folks who go through your classes? If they show any desire to learn CW, do you do CW nets locally or anything like that? Well, you know, we do have one. We have one on uh, Sunday night here in uh, Ann Arbor, and we haven't had a lot of participation in that, unfortunately. But uh, so I don't I don't really know what to say about that. It, it's it's kind of hard. See, you know, CW is one of those things that that uh, there's a fairly steep learning curve, yeah. right? <laughs> and you know, then that's the problem with it. You know, it's, it's like so. So that that's that's hard. And and you know, I I, I must say, and I'm not really bragging here, but CW's always been kind of easy for me. So you know, like a lot of times, somebody will say, "Well, you know, I'm just having a hard time doing this," and I wish I had better advice to give them. Mm. Uh, because I and, and I I don't really because I, you know, it's just always been kind of easy for me. Well, reading was very easy for me. 
Uh, well, that's good. And 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 well, uh, the reason I say that is, as I understand your 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 comment there, because my my oldest boys reading is not very easy to them. And uh, I'm like, gosh, guys, you know, I mean, wow, it just makes sense to me. But yeah, <laughs> you know, some yeah. things are just harder for other, for for people to learn. Right. You know, right. but and and I think I think the the. the so, so there's everybody's different, right? Everybody learns differently, and and I've I've have I've met a few, but not that many that just cannot learn it, right? Mm-hmm. But but then there's some that you know it's it's a little bit harder for them. Well, you know, it's just one of those things you've just got to keep at it, and and I think one mistake people make is trying to do too much at once. So if you can break it down into like fifteen twenty minute sessions with whatever program you've got or app you have. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's that's better than trying to do you know do doing fifteen minutes over four day, four separate times over four separate days is better than trying to do one hour every four days. Ah, uh, I got you. you know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So so that that's that's one thing I, I often tell people. So if you got a, a few minutes on your lunch break, take your phone out, plug your earpiece in, and go to work for a few minutes. Exactly, and and only do it for ten or fifteen minutes. Right. You know, but do it do it every single day for four days. You know? Unless we're just a prodigy, we shouldn't expect to be able to learn. Well, let me let me rephrase that. What should the average person? What time frame should the average person think about regarding learning Morse code to where they can receive fairly competently? You know, again, that it's hard to say, and that everybody's different. But but I think it, I think that in general, if you you stuck with it. You know, it's a it's it's a matter of a month or two. Okay. And and this the other thing I tell people is that once you once once you know the letters and numbers, get on the air. Get just I, honestly get on the air. And and what what I say in the book there, there's a, there's a there's a certain protocol to a to a Morse code contact, mm-hmm. and I explain explain how to do that. And and it's it's in the the ARRL operating manual. It's in a bunch of different places too, and and so so at least the basic contact is sort of prescribed, right? I mean, you you say this and this and this. You give the first uh, transmission. You give a signal report. You tell the other guy your name and tell him where you're located, and then he'll do the same for you. So you you kind of know what you're listening for, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just a, a plain a conversation where they're going to throw a bunch of stuff at you that that you're not expecting, and so so once you know the letters and numbers, get on the air. You know what the protocol is. You'll be able to make the contact, and and you'd be surprised how how much that getting on the air and talking to somebody focuses you on it. And that, I think it's that focus that helps people learn it and then get faster. And it was, it, I was reading your book. I was, I was prepping breakfast, and I was reading at the same time. And it says W one A W. You know they do CW right, all through the day, all the time. And I thought to myself, Wow, that starts in five minutes. So I, you know, I run yeah. in, run in the bedroom and grab the short wave, and I get it over there near the window and pull the pull the mast up on the antenna. And, and sure enough, we're listening. My sons are like, Wow, that's somebody talking. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's good. It's intriguing, man. It's and and I don't know why I've just got the bug for for whatever reason. And this podcast has really kind of it's really kind of messed with me. And I don't know of a better term to use. But uh, here recently we had on Rob Riggs from MobileLink, and Rob makes a Bluetooth TNC to use with a PRS, a mm-hmm. a walkie-talkie, and a an Android smartphone. 
mm-hmm. or a tablet. Great little device. And uh, I, I purchased one. I got it here. I got it all set up, got it working, and couldn't figure out why in the world I had nothing happening. Well, there's no one in my county that's even operating APRS. Uh, so I've got the bug in my pants, and I've got four or five guys I'm trying to you know, motivate to get going, and it looks like we're getting ready to put up some digipeters and eye gates. And, and now you know, I start looking at uh, our conversation was impending and uh, mentioning the, the talk with one of my Elmers, and, you know, man, it's just like, here's CW. <laughs> well, you know, see, that's the thing about ham radio, isn't it? There's so many interesting things going on. How can you even like do it? Do a half of it? You know, you're exactly right. It's it's you know, so like, much more than walkie talkies talking to your buddies about where you're going to lunch. I mean, wow, absolutely. And and I think I think podcasts like this and and my blog. I'm tr- I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to say, hey, look, this is all out here. And and you know, th- think about that. You know, don't just don't talk to the guys on the repeater. There's there's this these little uh, dongles that can do you can do software to find radio with. There's there's uh, the latest thing we're going to try here, and this isn't cutting edge. This has been around a long time. We're going to try and set up a mesh network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of a cool thing. You know, it's all just all kinds of cool things. Well, you know, especially where you're at, the the mesh network would be awesome because I'm assuming there's probably a pretty good population density there. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a fair uh, a, a group of you know people that are that are close, and I, I think if we work at it, uh, you know, we could set up a mesh around the whole city. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be. I think so too. There's some great there's some great things out there, and, and it's like we spoke about uh, in email about uh, what's happening tomorrow. What are we going to do tomorrow? The future, the future yeah. of the hobby. Now we, we can rest on our laurels with Packet, and we can rest on our laurels with CW. And while those are still fun and and, and definitively useful, useful yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things out there, and they're changing daily. I mean, that's just going back real quick to the the Bluetooth TNC. As a kid working at Radio Shack in 1989, I would have never imagined that. I could take that cell phone that was mounted in my truck with a cord on it, uh, and it being small enough now to slide in my back pocket and being the size of a half the pack yeah. of a cigarettes, and and taking something to connect to that and wirelessly communicating over the internet with it. It's just yeah. phenomenal, and yeah. there's so many things out there for us to touch on. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. It really and people is. say, how do how do we bring the youth into the hobby? How do we introduce the hobby to the youth? Oh my God, give them about five minutes of this really cool stuff, and they'll be all over you. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. And 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 don't 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 uh, don't uh, I don't know what to say. Discourage them, or you know, just let them do it. Yeah, let them come and see what's out there, really. Because yeah. once they get a, an idea of what it is, I'm, I mean, oh my goodness, if you can get their, their faces out of their phones for just 20 minutes, the, you can show them some innovation that will be far greater than any video game that they could ever, ever play with. And I believe that because not everybody's going to embrace it, but there are people, Dan, just like you and I, who somewhere in the past were touched by the magic of radio. And there are kids out there now who are just anticipating being touched by the magic of radio. And once they do, it's over with. Yeah. Yeah. Even in this society. We, uh, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before in, either in email, but another one of the things I do is, uh, uh, I'm the station manager for WA2HOM, which is the, uh, amateur radio station at the Ann Arbor hands-on museum. Ah, 
And so A2 stands for Ann Arbor, HOM for Anzan Museum. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not for, like you say, it's not for everybody. A lot of kids, you know, look at it and then wander away. <laughs> but every once in a while you get a kid who's, do, you know, you can talk to about it. He understands it and gets excited about it. Eventually some of those kids get in my classes and, you know, they turn into ham radio operators. Yeah, and you never that's, know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. And they're, they're our future. Yep. They're everyone's future. Dan makes a great, great uh, study guide series for the technician general and extra license classes through the ARRL. His books can be found at Kilo Bravo 6 November Uniform.com. And Dan, we appreciate you coming on and sharing with us about uh, about all things. We've kind of been around the block three or four times, and, and I think it's been quite interesting. I'd like to have you back on maybe and uh, maybe do a, a show possibly a little more focused on the code itself and uh, some mm-hmm. tips and tricks on how to uh, how to learn it and how to listen to it and, and well you're the you're the pro you could share all of that with us i'm just an amateur <laughs> <laughs> professional amateur right <laughs> all right so we can find you at kilo bravo 6 november uniform.com you got a blog before I go, I got to I got to back up just a minute. Didn't you just release some of your technician study guide as audio? Well, so that's a, that's sort of a little experiment I'm trying. I, I, I recorded some of the sections, um, and I put them on my blog. Um, I, I I'm maybe I don't know a tenth of the way through the study guide, <laughs> and, and and then then I kind of got sidetracked into updating the general class study guide because I have to do that by the time it. You know the the new question pool goes into effect, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm working on it, but it's not going as fast as maybe I wanted. And what I'm doing with that is I'm I'm uh, I'm not just reading the study guide, okay? So I'm what I'm doing is more uh, uh, talking about the topics as I would in the one day tech class, okay? So so I get in I do explain the the uh, the material even a little bit more than in the study guide. So that, so I think that's I think that's working out, and and I, I would invite anybody to uh, go to my blog and and listen to the sections I have recorded, and I'd love to get feedback on that. So, uh, well, I haven't had time, but that. I I just remembered that I had shared that link a few days. Well, I guess it's been maybe a week or two ago, and uh, I got some pretty good feedback. Wow, so glad he's doing this, and I know it's a lot of work to produce anything like that yeah exactly and, uh, i mean because you want to read it like you've got it written but at the same time you you, you don't want to sound too dry so you need to you know but uh right that's awesome man that's that's, and, and one, that's a chore the, yeah it's a lot of work that's true <laughs> one, of, one of the guy one of the guys that was in one of my classes is now trying to push me to do youtube videos ah and it's like, oh man, that's you know, I'm, where am I going to find the time to do that? <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you know what what he's what he's uh, saying I should do is like review products, hmm. and and uh, you know I mean it's a good idea it really is but I just don't know if I'm going to ever have time to do all this stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, I got to give props. Speaking of YouTube, to my buddy Jeremy KF7IJZ. He's got a great YouTube channel. Jeremy's really into solar and battery power. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy is the one who initially heard you on the QSO Today podcast, again, which we'll have linked to our show in our show notes. And uh, he said, you've got you've to see if you can't connect with Dan, man. He's got a great <laughs> story. And uh, I, I didn't want to go too far back in your story because you've covered that recently in the, in the podcast there on the QSO Today. But really appreciate you sharing with us what you're doing now in regards to the 
the uh, the study guides, your your work, your books, your classes, and most importantly, like everyone else, your opinion. <laughs> well, I got plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs> we, we haven't, uh, you, you probably don't want to do this, but we haven't even touched on my opinions about the ARRL, but we'll leave that for another well, time. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard that in the other show, and it was quite intriguing. Um, and I did try to pull that out of you, out of you a few minutes ago, but um, but no, it, going going back for just a minute, um, if you're looking for study guides, if you're looking to either become an amateur radio operator or upgrade your license, I can tell you that I've been using the extra class study guide, and uh, I like it. And I want to encourage you guys to to give it a peek over at Kilo Bravo Six November Uniform. It's Dan. Dan, thank you again for being on the show, and hopefully we can have you back in soon. My pleasure. My All right. pleasure. Really. All right. So, did you learn anything? And the question, I guess, now to ask is: Are you ready to learn more? You can find all the links to everything Dan and I discussed during the program on the AmateurRadio15.com website. Too much to type? Try this one. It's Fotime.com. Okay? Anyway, we've got the links to his study guides, his CW Geek book, also the 21 things to do now that you have your ham radio license. That's a great read, guys. You'll answer for yourself by reading that book all the questions that you want to ask me or <laughs> are your Elmer or one of your online buddies, the answers are in that book and it's well worth the money you pay for it. You can buy it straight from Dan from his website, which is Kilo Bravo six, November uniform.com. We also have them in the Photime store, the Amazon affiliate store uh, listed there in the books and study guide section. So you can check that out. Don't forget main trading company, mtcradio.com. They can help you with your gear needs. And again, thank you, Dan. It was a very informative call. Can't wait to have you back on so we can learn more about CW. Speaking of, I bought an electronic gear this weekend and a tower and a beam. But we'll talk about all that later. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for our Twitter followers, the Facebook guys. Hey, most especially those latest reviews on iTunes. They look really sweet. Hope to get them mentioned next time on the podcast. Until next time, though, I got to run 73, y'all. We'll catch you later. This is Kilo for Charlie, Delta November Clear. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing to AmateurRadio15.com presents Bowtime, the other ham radio podcast. You can find our past episodes, web links, and more at AmateurRadio15.com. That's AmateurRadio15.com. Follow us on Twitter at Photime Podcast. And remember to visit our show sponsor, Main Trading Company, at mtcradio.com. Till next time, 73s.